Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olbers-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. Following a couple minutes to settle in, Frank shares a powerful thought experiment he calls the red button, inspired by the intense experience of having a life-threatening brain tumor. We also get very clear about one of our foundational practices here on this podcast, Feelings first, content second. So feel this. I guess I first want to say hello and welcome to another edition of the podcast. (laughs) 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 Which is saying that it's a little acting on a matter of faith because we haven't put any of these out yet at the time of this recording (laughs) and we're still (laughs) uh, working on that. So that's interesting. And then checking inside ourselves, you, just yourself, me, and you, the listener, and just kind of checking in around what's here right now and who's kind of arrived in this moment to either talk or to listen and receive. To have an awareness, this is, yeah, in a lot of ways about embracing, embracing life. And the most direct place to embrace life is right right inside our consciousness in every moment. There's a whole world of existence and possibility. We're kind of at, at the helm. <laughs> maybe we're at the helm or maybe we are, we're at the whim of this most amazing consciousness uh, ship, machine. I don't know what metaphor you want to use, but... And that's been striking me of late, just how amazing this thing called consciousness is. And we have the singly incredible opportunity to, to engage with it, to direct it, to explore it. And I've, the more I spend time with it, the more I become aware of its infinite nature. And it makes me excited to explore it more deeply which is something I hope happens for us in this podcast and seems to happen. Maybe just taking a moment with whatever is coming up for you in this moment. So Jess and I are going to check in and see where this leads us today. (laughs) So um, what I am aware of in this moment is a feeling of sort of a feeling that my, my, parts i have a part that has a judgment that i should sort of be in a different headspace that i should be more able to as you were saying the um sort of at the helm of the ship it made me think i used to have these recurring dreams where i was driving the car but i was always in the back seat and i couldn't reach the wheel Mm. or the gas or the brakes (laughs) 
And it was like, how do I do this? And that's kind of how my system feels right now is um, that I'm not entirely this part saying I'm not entirely in control. (laughs) 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 And it it feels good to name that, but yeah, that's... Well, I had my, the voice in my head was like, oh, that's good because you're not. <laughs> so you're like right in touch with reality there, you know, like that part's right on, <laughs> that part knows exactly what's going on. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> yep. Yep. And even as I said it, I was like, yeah, so how do I, um, not that there's an answer to this, but how do I, um, take this idea of what you were saying, like, are you at the helm of the ship or are you, are you at the whim? And then looking at that recurring dream, which I've been thinking about a lot. I haven't been having that dream, but I've been thinking about it and um, like, oh, this is confusing. This is interesting. Yeah. A number of things came up when you were just saying that. Did you have, were you going to say something more? No, 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 you go ahead. Um, well, one was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't want my intention when I said about the helm or at the whim, I wasn't like prioritizing like, oh, you should be at the helm and not at the whim. Um, I was, uh, there was like a kind of dance in between those two energies of having some sense of agency to engage with consciousness as it is, but then also kind of part of that is knowing I'm riding the river. I can't control the river, right? Like the river is directing, you know, and I have some, I have some agency with how I navigate with that river, but there's this incredible flow of life that is way stronger than I am. My smaller eye, you know, can do anything about. And when I'm in a kind of right state of relationship with the universe, I'm having this sense of um, just a, a, a knowing of that and uh, adhering to that, honoring that, um letting that river that force of life be the guide not that i'm trying to control it and yet i am doing something uh i am engaged with riding that energy in some way so i guess that that was kind of speaking to both of those like am i at the helm am i at the whim what's where where is the line between the two and um yes yes and this this part and I was aware that it was doing this, that it was hearing that as like, it was kind of like, wait, is there an option to be at the helm? Because <laughs> I'll take that class. I'll read that book. <laughs> and then as you were just describing that, you know, um, I kept thinking like being in the flow. Right. And what I, when I sort of thought those words and checked in with my system, it was like, well, right now we've sort of hit one of those parts of the river where there's been a storm and there's a whole bunch of sticks in the way mm. and the flow. And it's like a feeling of like, I need to, I just finished a really big sort of thing I'd been working on last weekend, this art show that I've been preparing for, for a couple of months. And it was over on Sunday and a lot of other parts of my life had been sort of set aside in the meantime. And so I just saw myself standing sort of like knee deep in the water and there's all this debris and like, okay, I can only clear this debris one stick at a time, one glob of leaves at a time and just 
letting myself enter into that being the present moment that that's that there is still flow. It just feels different than the lazy river or than the rapids. Um, and, and having that image, it's suddenly like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm, a number of things are going through my mind. A couple of the things like, oh, I, some ideas I wanted to talk about today. And then there was this like, oh, or not wanted to, but like open to like, oh, I could talk about this. I could talk about that. And so that was kind of in my consciousness as I was hearing you. And there was this part that was like, oh, there's anything of just say kind of matches match up to that in some way. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of interesting. That was kind of running and like looking, you know, looking for a connection. And there was a little bit, I don't know what to call it. It's kind of like a psychological, it's a little tool. It's an imagery tool that, that comes up to me that uh, spontaneously arose in my consciousness. And I, I call it the red button. Have I talked to you about the red button? I don't think so. Oh, okay. So I, I have an interest in talking about it, but essentially the red button is this little like thing that had popped up to my mind. If I was like, if I could hit this red button in front of me, magic red button. And like, if I hit that button, I could change the world reality in any single way, you know, would I do it? You know, like if I could hit this button and make this podcast be happening right back down the road, could I just hit the button? Can I hit the button and make all the little debris, like everything you're talking about, the debris, if, if Jess could hit the button and make it the way exactly you wanted to do it, would you hit the, would you change reality? Would you hit that button? Right. And that question for me is what it does is it, it my, my, my ideal self, I don't ever want to hit the button in my highest self. I don't want to hit the button because everything is in the process, right? Like everything is, if I'm hitting the button, I'm saying no to life in some form, some aspect of life. I'm saying, no, fuck that part of life. I'm hitting the button so I can make life the way I want it to be, right? Not the way it actually is. So every time I hit that button, <laughs> I am not in alignment with the universe. I'm not in alignment with life. And there's something for me to learn. There's something for me to heal from every time I want to press that button. I guess I'm, since I already started, I might as well talk about the whole <laughs> And I'm like, wait, but I wanted to go with the story of how that came about. And I'll, I'll quickly say, and I'll, I'll, so I'll, what I'll do is I'll say where that came about and then how it, how it functions in my, in my mind. And then we'll see, hopefully we could bring it back to where you are. Yeah. <laughs> if we could hold all of that. <laughs> um, the button came from like, it kind of spontaneously came after I had my brain tumor experience and I spent, so I got a brain tumor in 2010. I had two brain surgeries. I had radiation treatment. I lost my vision. It was completely life-changing, completely debilitating. It was, it, it, it changed everything about my life without any of my permission <laughs> in yes. every single way, physically, but emotionally, spiritually. And I want to say it was the best thing that ever happened in my life. It was the epitome of what Ram Dass calls fierce grace. It was incredibly fierce. It ripped my life apart and it was the most gracious gift I ever received. Now, while also, I was- going, you got your vision back just to anybody doesn't know you. I got most of it back. Most, most of your vision back, yeah. I still have double vision, which is kind of trippy. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so I kind of knew in those two years, two and a half years of 
going through treatment and my recovery in my body, I lost, you know, like lost vision and I lost my muscles completely atrophied from the radiation treatment. And, um, I was in, you know, totally depressed and like complete rejection of like, I didn't want this. I didn't want, I didn't want to lose my vision. I didn't want my back to be, I didn't want to go through medical treatment. I didn't want to, you know, not be able to drive. I didn't want all these things. It was just like, no, 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 you know? And I knew somewhere in the back of my head that changing point for me would come when I could fully really accept this. I just didn't know how to get there. And though this is going back oh, tw 11 years now. And so I didn't have all the tools that I have now. It's like, I wasn't anywhere near where I am. I was, I really had stopped. I had done, I had some years of experience in 12 step and some working on myself and some therapy, but not as much, you know, I didn't start until the brain tumor actually kicked me off in a much more acute path of healing. But while I was going through it, I didn't have that, but I knew I had to get to some kind of acceptance and I just did not know how to get there. And I, I worked on a few, a few things came up in that. I'm not going to diverge off that path to talk about where, how some of that acceptance come to pass, but just as a little foreshadowing, some of it has to do with uh, Leonardo da Vinci. He helped. Surprise. <laughs> For a future podcast. But yeah. um, what the one day I knew I had finally actually got there was this idea of the red button popped up in my mind one day. It was a red button. It was right there. I didn't know what it was. But I knew if I pressed this button, it would take away all the brain tumor. It would take away everything that happened. It was like I could just press that button and I never had a brain tumor. And I, and I thought if I could press that button right now, would I press that button? And I, I realized I would not press the button at this point because if I pressed the button, I would all of my experiences that I went through would be gone. And, and so many experiences of people reaching out to care for me, so many experiences of me searching inside myself, all these things I learned, I experienced, I changed. And I knew if I pressed that button, all of that would be gone. I would lose all of that. And I didn't want to lose all that. Like, I was just like, oh, no, I wouldn't press that button. And then I realized when I won't press it, when I'm not pressing the button, that was the point that I said, oh, I'm. I'm quote unquote over this. Like I'm no, it's not all done, but I'm over the hill. Like I am more in acceptance of this brain tumor than I'm not in acceptance. It, and I was kind of grounded in like, this was something, this is a good thing. I wouldn't give it away. And it started to, then it started to hold that self of uh, that sense in my consciousness of, Oh, this is something powerful and meaningful for me that I'm going to carry. Now that was just a one moment thing. And I never thought about that red button again for years, just like it just happened once spontaneously. And I was like, wow, I, I'm on the other side of this. I'm going to keep moving with my life. And then my life progressed. Um, and it was just a signal to me that said, you've, you've, you're more in acceptance than not. And it was like, wow, that feels great. And then several years later, I think, you know, after doing a lot of work on myself and now it was more in healing and doing therapy work and, and just way more innerly focused that just be, was really totally my you know inner focus was working on myself and healing and awakening and i think it came back to me one day because i was in i think it was just something petty like i lost my keys you know or something i couldn't find my keys and these parts are going crazy you know like ah where are my keys how can i lose my keys self-criticism what's wrong with you that you lose your keys blah, blah blah why don't you just know where to put it like all this stuff going on and then there was this little part that was like oh 
if you could press the red button now, you know, would you press the button and make your keys appear? And of course my part's like, fuck yeah. You know, like, yes, <laughs> I mean, hit that button. But it gave me that moment in to reconnect to that bigger part of myself that goes, wait a minute. There's just something bigger here than the keys. Mm-hmm. There's something here in life for me to be with what I'm experiencing in my consciousness right now. And just that idea, that little metaphor, when I ask myself that question, it like calls that state of mind forward that like, oh, oh I know I hate this, but yeah, we all do. Don't We don't want to hit that red button as much as I want to. You know, and then there's this other part, like, you know, there's no fucking red button, right? <laughs> like, like that, that's the other thing, like, <laughs> Like, even if you want to, you can't anyway, but still, still like the willingness to say, I wouldn't hit the button makes so much of the, even if it were there, I wouldn't hit it. So that's coming all the way back to where, so that's been an incredible tool for me. So sometimes just, it'll pop up like, oh, Frank, would you hit the, and it's the question of any time, if I would change anything outside of myself, at any time, especially another person, if I could press this button and make them this way, if any time I would say yes, you know, that is a golden, that's a golden opportunity for me to learn something about myself, to heal something about myself. It's, it's right. That's exactly where I want to be with those parts of me that would hit it. Um, and so that was connecting that to you <laughs> there with, you know, I'm sure I'm guessing you might have parts that you know, with all these sticks in the river, want to hit the button and clean it up. So anyway, I'll let you respond to all that. That's amazing. I am so glad you brought that up. Yeah. So in this moment, I'm having this sort of dual, like, and I've been thinking, so it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast, like almost a month, maybe. And in that interim, I've been thinking about the difference in my own system and in what ends up being created between us of when I respond with content and when I respond with just the authentic feeling and that that space, that response is less sort of programmed to naturally happen. So I can feel all this like natural sort of content ways of teaching or giving, you know, it's anyway, I, I, I still don't have all of that sort of settled in my system. So I'm just going to start talking and we'll see you know, hopefully it'll be a little bit of a, yeah, please, please. Or suggest too, this is what I practice Mm -hmm. for myself. I try to name the, like go to the feeling first, you know, and then like, I want to start with that. Like, wait, what am I feeling? Right. Um, So I'm feeling excited right now. Having shared all that, I feel one part's really excited. And one part of me is a little bit nervous a little like, ooh, I got really animated and maybe I'm going off in my head. I'm getting too much into content and stuff like that. So a little self-conscious. Um, and then I'll go into the content. So I'd love to hear like what your feeling state is in response to it. And then maybe we could, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel. Yeah, it's funny. As soon as you said that, I was like, dang, I knew he was going to ask or suggest that. <laughs> like I have a part that's like, <laughs> we hate that part. It's so vulnerable. What I am feeling is excited. Mm. I'm feeling happy, like happy for you to have had this experience. I'm feeling happy for your ability to share it with us. 
happy that you chose to, all of that just feels really like I have a part that's doing like it's clapping. It's got helium balloons and pocket confetti. <laughs> um, and feels really grateful that you shared that. That's probably all the same, same part. I have this part that is like sort of an insatiably curious part that's like, feels kind of like a scribe part, like a librarian. And he's like, he's making notes, he's pulling out files that this subject is related to, you know, he's like, <laughs> he's a very enthusiastic introvert, you know, that's like, um, really excited to have like some new parts of uh, like the ongoing puzzle of life that he's going to like make a bunch of connections in my brain neural pathways. So. And I'll just want to jump in. Uh, Please. I think once we talk about non, you know, working with non-duality and this, to me, this is just a great, perfect exercise in, in working with non-duality because only non-dual consciousness will not hit that button. Which button? The red button. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right, like it's, oh yeah, okay. It's a test of like the degree of non-dual consciousness in any moment that you're sitting in, and if you you know, as soon as you hit the button, you have to be in a dual. Like you have to be saying like, what I'm experiencing is it's bad. This part of that life is bad, and it would be better in my judgment. <laughs> using that word consciously, my judgment, things will be better if it were different. And you're 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 off like once like in that space you're that's that's it that's enough to say you're off you're off the mark right there and then we want to get back on the mark we want to get back on in flow with with life yeah so um i was thinking about it in terms of um this this fits with what you're saying i was relating it to the drama triangle and mm -hmm. how immediately if the the parts of you that want to say yes, I would press the red button, are in some form in a victim consciousness. They're, uh, and, and, and maybe, maybe me saying that is me being in judgment. I'm not sure, but I feel the mm -hmm. drama triangle energy in my own system and in other people's systems when I hear them saying, or, or, or you know, there's a, I was actually thinking about it this morning in my the red button. I didn't know the red button, but I was thinking about in myself and in others, the, the phrase that kept coming to me was it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this way. I have a friend who I feel like yes. I get a mirror for myself with her that she's a lot of times railing, you know, it shouldn't be this way. And she, you know, um, she thinks it's like offensive when people say, you know, this terrible thing that happened has been a great gift to me. And, and it's like, it's, it's, it's hard to even know how it's hard for me to know even how to talk about that with someone mm. who's so entrenched in that energy. And so there's something about you naming the red button that in my own system with someone else, I can just feel how, I guess how it's immediately clarifying like just naming it, like, this is what the red button is. This is, you know, and then immediately everything just like you were saying the thing about you're, you're going crazy and, and you're looking for the keys and you have all these parts and all these stories and voices. And it's like a clamoring, this craziness. 
And then you bring in the red button and everyone's like, Whoa, what? Oh, right. Oh, you know, yeah. and then, oh, yes, I want to hit the red button, but suddenly it's like the jigs up, yeah. <laughs> you know, like everybody, like, it's like, um, everything just lines right up and there's a clarity of where the energy is, where the judgment is, the content sort of falls away. I don't know. I don't know if that feels true to you, but that's what I was. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. It completely, I'm, I, my mind is looking for the right metaphor and I can't quite get it, but I got a little flash of like, it. it the, this is not going to be a great metaphor, but this is a little flash. Like, uh, I don't know, like a bunch of people playing poker on the Titanic, you know, and then they like, they're really invested in the game of like, they're like, they got to win this game. They got to win 10 bucks. And then they realize, oh, this ship's going down. Like this game doesn't matter anymore. There's a bigger game to play here. And now that's not a great metaphor because that's a really, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's more apt than I think, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's not quite as doom filled, but it's like, oh, there is a higher calling in this moment than the keys, than the material thing that my parts are so focused on. There is a bigger thing at stake and not only at stake in the offering, there is a bigger thing available. There's a bigger thing possible. Like, whoa, there is, there is true insight, awakening, um, a deepening of my relationship with life itself, with the patterns of life, with harmony in life right now. Right now, as I am fighting with myself about the keys, this is the opportunity for me right now. It's right here. It's in everything in my body that's like, no, fuck you. Just give me the goddamn keys and I'll feel better. You know, like <laughs> I'm that feeling in my gut, like, oh, just give me the keys. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> oh, wait, no, you know what? It's coming clear. It wasn't my keys. It was my glasses, my eyeglasses. And it, they, this drove me crazy because I looked for months for these glasses. Like, I, it wasn't like, like, you know, you lose your glasses and you're like, okay, they'll turn up. And I walk, they're like, no, a week goes by. They did not turn up. And then two weeks go by. And now I'm like, now I have a part that's like, I am going to, it's got to be here. So now they're like moving couches, moving, you know, and now once you start down this road, you know, it's like, oh no, like, yeah, really brought out the little like demons out of the closet. Cause now I'm like, where is it? Where could it be? <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, make it appear, hit the button, make them appear. <laughs> anyway, that was a little bit more clarity about that. The, the other thing I like about, so when you were talking about the Titanic example, I, I guess I have parts that are really tuned into in my own system to um, a sense of like, is, is there judgment here? Am I doing this right or wrong? Right. In general, I have that in my system, a real attunement to that. And as you were saying, because I, and I know it's not true. I know that like, it's not a thing. Right. So at this point, I'm not looking for, did I do it right or wrong? I'm looking for when my system notices or believes there is a moment of, I did it right or wrong, then suddenly I know I have a chance to learn something, mm -hmm. right? Kind of yeah. like losing your glasses, right? right. So, and so when you were yeah. describing the Titanic example, I had a part came forward and it was like, these people at the poker table think poker is important and it's not important. And it was saying it in a very judgmental way, right? Mm -hmm. And then just holding that and then sort of, being curious about that. When I think about the red button, and as you were pointing out, it's non-dual nature or 
whatever, I don't know what the word, but, but that it, it brings forward an actual non-dual energy. And what's, what feels true to me is in the moment that you give yourself the red button option, (laughs) everything has value. It's not that the poker game is actually less valuable. It's the seeing it. It's like, it's like actually being seen. That's what I feel is there's a room full of parts and they're racing around and they're looking under couch mm-hmm, cushions and they're screaming mm-hmm. at each other and they're trying to beating on the door, let me out, whatever, all the stuff. And then the red button option comes into the room. The non-dual energy comes in and everybody is like little kids being caught with their hand in the cookie jar. And they're just like, Dink, they drop the cookie and they look up and they're like being seen, being seen mm. for like, there's so much more yeah. than the scramble and the chaos and the drama. And it's just, mm-hmm. it falls away yeah. and everything becomes clear. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's and, amazing. And with that metaphor, I, I could feel the joy that's happening in you and that feels really joyful. So I'm just thank you nice let me just stay at the energy level i'll go to the content too but because i'm really excited too because but i could see the joy on your face i mean we're doing a podcast so people can't see how big your smile is (laughs) and mine too (laughs) um uh, but mm, what would i uh what was i going to say um that's the only trick about that. Like, it's easy to lose the content when you go to the emotion (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Oh, you were talking about, yeah, the, everyone's being seen and the kid caught in the hand in the cookie jar. And, but there's a big, what came up to me was like this big important caveat, which is it, it, the importance is being seen with, with through the eyes of love. It's being yes. seen. So, and that brought the forward with the hand in the cookie jar because the kid's like, oh no, I'm in trouble. You know, and that usually is our first reaction to being seen inside ourselves because usually there's a, a self-critical voice that's like, oh, look at you, you're wanting to hit that button. That's bad. You're not being non-dual, you know, and that's like, oh, there you're right in the whole trap because <laughs> that part would hit the button and make you not hit the button. So that's not going <laughs> to, that doesn't work. <laughs> that stays right in the, right in the fold of, of dualizing. But anyway, it's seeing it, those lights go on with love. It's like, oh, hey guys, we're all in this together, you know, and there's like opportunity for all of us here. Like, oh, okay. I see you. It's okay. Oh, okay. So anyway, I just wanted to. Yeah. Yes. That's so important. That's essential to it happening. Gosh, I feel like um, when we start a podcast, I'm going to need to put a sticky note um, right under my computer that says like feelings first, (laughs) because it's hard. It's hard to switch back and forth. Um, So remind each other. So I will. Yeah. Yeah. I will ask you. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and, and just this, for those people listening, just to pause that content, my, my teacher is like very hyperactive today. Do <laughs> it, great. go for it, please. Which is, yeah, just to say that's a little kind of teaching point for authentic connection, but like in your relating to others in your life, even just, and you, the other person might not contently no, notice it, but it really does like naming things like, oh, I, yeah, I feel really excited when you said that. And then saying whatever you're going to say, you know, it's a, it's a practice, one, of being transparent. It's a, a practice of being aware of what you're feeling in any moment. So just in order to do that, you have to know if I'm feeling excited or sad or disconnected or numb or happy or content or whatever I'm feeling, angry. 
So it's a practice of noticing. And, you know, we're just like just the basic content, right? Like the basic categories of emotion, like mad, sad, glad, fear, shame, like just the kind of categorical major emotions, right? Am I, am I happy? Am I excited? Something like that. Or am I feeling kind of sad or angry or something? Irritated, something in that realm. Being able to notice that then being able to express it really quickly and, and succinctly, we're just like, oh yeah, that makes me feel really excited. And like another good practice too, is like to also bring in noticing what's happening in the body. Like, so sometimes in authentic connection spaces, I will also uh, just name, oh yeah, I feel excited. It, you know, I feel this, you know, just one line of like, I feel this little tingling in my belly, you know? And just those little pieces, like one, it's training me to be body aware. It's training me to speak for my emotions. And it's also helping me practice just expressing that in the moment. And then gives the other person a real ground of like, oh, what this person is actually feeling with a word and a physical sensation it makes it very easy to empathize. You know, like, oh, I know what that feels like. I know what bubbles in my belly feels like. Oh, that's what Jess is feeling right now. I don't have to wonder. I know. And then you tell me content. And now I'm like, good, I'm grounded. I'm with you. I, this is what you're feeling. This, so you're feeling excited. That's why you're telling me, right? But if you're just excited and you don't tell me, maybe I have a part that's like, mm, what's Jess about right now? Maybe she's, did she like what I, did she agreeing? Does she feel good? You know, I see a lot of energy, but I don't know if it's good. And, you know, and I'm not sure, you know, like all that could be going on. So it's just like a really nice way to be grounded and connected in the moment. And then it makes it easy for me to kind of go with you wherever you are going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As you were giving that example, as you were beginning to talk and then continuing, I, I had a, and I, I read, I put it in a red balloon. I don't know if they're supposed to be red, but the, I put it in a balloon, right? <laughs> and it was this part that was like, but what if I'm confused? And so I was working through that as I was listening to you and I was like, okay, confused is a mental state. What's the emotion that goes with it, right? So there's like a couple steps. It was like, for me, if I were confused, if I'm in a conversation with you and I have a part that thinks I'm supposed to be competent and clear and um, staying with everything. And if I'm confused, I'm feeling some fear and shame. Mm. And then I was like, oh, but I don't want to tell him that. And I wasn't feeling confused. Mm. It was more like the part of me that's like, I couldn't tell if it was a teaching part. That's like, what if someone's listening to us? We're going a mile a minute, right? We're, we're talking about all kinds of things. Some of it's heady some of it's more emotional if someone is confused you know and i just felt all this like compassion more toward the imagined listener <laughs> than toward myself but i had access to that compassion of feeling you know like oh what if what if I, and i have that in my teacher part um i hate feeling confused and maybe that's why that's here it's like I want to be clear and I want to give people permission to like, oh, you can hit pause. This is a podcast. You can hit pause, take a moment and be with your confused parts and let yourself just hear if there is fear or shame or maybe even anger, um, mm -hmm. you know? So maybe at some point you and I will feel some of those like less wonderful emotions. And we'll be able to give that as an example with each other as well. Should be kind of cool. <laughs> I'll hate it in the moment, but I know it's a good thing. <laughs> well, what's coming up for me is some thoughts around confusion and some reflections. Uh, feeling wise, I'm feeling appreciative towards you, Jess, for your kind of the part of you that 
you know, in our, in doing this is often bringing the awareness of what this is like for the listener and what they might be feeling in this moment. Cause you know, that just was not in my consciousness. And so there's a an appreciation for your kind of bringing that in. And then like, yeah, curiosity. Cause like, oh yeah. When you said, well, confusion's a mental state, not a feeling state. And I, I was like, huh, I, tr and I don't have any opinion on this. I agree with that to a certain degree. And I also like, I kind of take it as a feeling state. Like when my clients tell me, how are you feeling? They say, oh, I'm I feel confused or I am confused. I, I kind of treat it like an emotional state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is to say, I guess there's some thoughts on confusion. Like one, at the beginning when I was doing therapy healing work with, with clients and they would report being confused, I would that would be a little triggering for me. Like, oh no, they're confused. I need to get them back. I have to, I need to unconfuse them somehow, you know, like I've confused them, right? That's one, right. I, I've taken uh, responsibility for that. And then I, I forgot where I heard it somewhere along the line. And so that would trigger me a little bit. And then, and then I heard like, oh, I read somewhere or something came to me, like somewhere in my path, like, oh, confusion is good. You know, confusion, especially like oh, confusion will always happen when you kind of have an experience of cognitive dissonance where like your internal maps are not matching up with what you're experiencing in the moment, right? And so confusion is often, not always, but often an absolutely necessary state before transformation. Like you have to like, oh, wait, wait, what's happening here? Like what's happening in this moment? Doesn't like I'm, my pattern is being interrupted, right? So often I would start yeah. to see one one with clients Confusion's a good state. Oh, you, you're confused. Good. You know, and that would get me more in flow, right? Like I'm not trying to unconfuse them. I want to embrace that feeling state and I would treat it like a feeling state. What's it like for you to be confused? Whether you're, and then I would get content, like, well, whether your part's trying to, whether the cognitive things that they're trying to sort out, like what are they, what are they confused about? Let's like explore that. And what is it like to explore it? Just staying right in the moment with the present moment experience. So the important, I guess, part for me was the shift for me to like, rather than look at confusion as a problem, you don't want someone being confused, you want to unconfuse them, you know, then, you know, it's, it's just dualizing again, like against confusion in some way, right? Rather than, oh, confusion just as another natural state arising that is supposed to be here, because it's here. So like, okay, and right. how could I engage with this in the, in the most direct way? because it's here for a reason. That's why it's here. Right. So wait, so what is, what is that state? Where can we be with it? So that's what comes up for me around confusion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do feelings first, um, <laughs> um, which is I have a, a feeling of um, delight and excitement at this sort of place where what I feel is happening is that like your system and my system, I don't know what the word is. It's like a, a particular flow of ideas and this way we band like back and forth, this wonderful back and forth. You say something, I get excited. I've, you know, and so there's just delight in that. And I can feel, I think you named it before, like some sort of high energy and there's a fastness. And so it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm getting in that space that really like idea space. And I'm curious, curious about what a listen, you know, what this would be like for, or with a, you know, someone listening. So I'm going to, going to kind of try and hold that to the side. And, and, and even as I say that, I feel myself slowing down a little bit 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I was sort of thinking and getting sort of um, curious around is this idea of confusion as a mental state and confusion as an emotional state. And I feel that confusion, you know, it begins as a cognitive experience, but like almost immediately, I guess it could exist as a non-emotional thing where someone's just like, oh, I don't understand how you got there. Please tell me more, right? And there's no real feeling attached. I want to hold space that that's a possibility for me because the family I grew up in, as I experienced them, it was a very mental, cognitive family where the way in which I felt able to really connect to my parents was through my ability to think and process and understand ideas. And so in a given moment where I was confused, what that equated to in my system was a lack of connection. If I don't understand, or if they don't understand, we are not connected to each other. So for me, it is very much emotional. Yeah. So that, that was just a really interesting, like, Oh, no wonder this is a really big thing in my system. That makes sense. Um, Maybe for other people, it's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so what was happening for me as I was listening to you was I was, there was a little pause. There was a kind of beat, like a beat around uh, the end of confusion. And when we first started talking about confusion and I was kind of checking in like, Oh, where did my system wanted to go? And, and, my parts were, oh, you were saying you were kind of a little content or heady uh, Mm, in the moment. And that, and I started, and you started to settle down and I started to settle down as you said that I was going inside and feeling, feeling my belly and just things slowing down in my consciousness. And then what came to mind is, and I don't know if it was a facilitative thing or, or just naturally emerging as the slowing down. And that's an interesting kind of conflation of those two, how they kind of become the same, which was like, oh, I wanted to go back to the red button and go back to where you were when you first came in, which was like, how does this apply to you in the river and where you are? Like, so, cause like as this grounding goes, like it brought me back to where you checked in, like, oh, where is Jess? What's actually happening for the Jess that walked into this room? And when, yeah, like, so what, and maybe, and then there was this like, oh, maybe that's part of the like excited idea energy is like kind of antidote to whatever the muckiness of the river when you came in, right? So there was like a grounding. And then there was this awareness very quickly. All this happened so quickly. Like, oh, I'm really focused on Jess. What about you, Frank? You know? Yeah. And, And like, I was like, okay. And then it was like, hmm, you know, I wasn't coming in with a sense of like wanting to hit any red buttons, but it was like this cool question that they asked inside, like, where would you hit the red button? Even if you're so like another way to use it. And I never hadn't thought of this before, but like, okay, here's the situation. And this part comes up and goes, would you hit the red button right now? And I can go, oh, yeah, okay, that could unblend me. And I could be like, okay, now I'm sitting here and I feel fine. I feel like I would not hit any red button. You know, like, I'm not even thinking about that. And it's like, oh, is there any place in your life where you would? you know, like Frank, like, let's think about it. Like if you could press the button and then explore that. 
So anyway, that was all happening in my grounded state. And then you started talking, you were like, well, let me talk about confusion, right? And then I was like, oh, confusion, huh? You know, and my part's like, no, I don't want to talk about confusion. <laughs> I want to talk about the, what I just thought about. This is, you know, I want to go there. I want to get us more ground, right? This is one part. I want to go that way. And then there was this like, oh, hmm, little bit of like, I'm going to say the word conflict. It doesn't feel conflictual, but it's like, Jess is going over here. I don't want to go, no, part, I don't want to go over there. I want to go over here. Well, I don't know. You know what? Do we talk about that? I can feel that like not as excited to talk about confusion. I don't have anything. I'm, I said my piece, this is all what's happening in my mind, this part. I said my piece on confusion. I don't know if I have more there. And there's a little fear of like getting too heady and like, oh, do I feel, well, I feel like I have to talk about confusion because Jess wants to talk about confusion. You know, like all this stuff happening. <laughs> and I was a little like uh, starting to feel like the roadrunner I love this imagery. You ever feel, you know, the road runner when he's like uh, running and then he like, not the road, is it the road? Well, he he's running off the cliff and he's still running for a long time before he realizes that he's not on, there's no ground beneath him. Yes, yes. It's the, I guess it's the coyote. <clears throat> who does that? Is it, no, it's the coyote who does that, right? Yes, yes. He goes off the edge and the then coyote he's... runs off the edge, right? And then he <clears throat> just, his, his legs just keep going and he goes, oh, shoot. And he looks down and he falls. <laughs> that little moment where I'm like, oh, you know, if we talk about the, um, this is my part sin. If we talk about the confusion too long, I'm going to end up, I got no ground. I'm just, you know, I got nowhere to go. I'm going to fall. It's been harder to try and stay in place. place. Yes. Right. Um, so there's that fear of that. And they're like, I want to go over here. And I don't know. And then, but I was still sitting with that and like, okay, I hear you. But like, listen to, don't, where's Jess? Let me listen to, you know, I'm, that's all happening inside and I'm still listening to you. And then you started talking about your family. And then like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it started to click in and drop down more inside me. Like, oh, I, I felt you come more present into the room. And I was getting, oh, like this matters. What you're saying matters. Oh yeah, this is okay. And then it was like a coming closer towards you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so as you've been talking, um, I keep thinking of this quote. Actually, I thought of it as I finished talking the last time. And the quote, which I love, is, I know what I have given you. I do not know what you have received. <laughs> and like, I feel like that's kind of what we do here is like, you know, we have all these things happen and it's like, it's all amazing. And actually that, that takes me back to what I came in with. Mm -hmm. I, I returned to the image that came to me when you were first describing the red button, which was standing knee deep in the water. It's full of sticks and globs of leaves and all this debris that's built up as I've been doing this big project. And, and as you were describing the red button, what I was feeling was I could see myself, I'm standing in the water and rather than this sort of frantic clearing energy, ah, so much stuff, get it out of the way so I can go on with my life. I was picking up this stick and just feeling like mm -hmm. this stick is precious and distinct and mm -hmm. meaningful and important in its way of just for exactly what it is, not no more, no less. I don't have to, it just is. And, and like lovingly, almost like as ritual, clearing it, you know, setting it off to the side and just feeling like the you know, as we said with the red button, it's like you are seen. And I felt myself seeing each of these 
things and really just, just coming into presence with it. And I felt that just now when you were describing everything that happened to you in that, that fairly short amount of time of me naming the busyness of the head, dropping back down, all the things that happened for you. It's like, gosh, I, I thought I knew what I had given him, right? But mm. I didn't know what he had received. Mm. And, and I really felt glad that, you know, I, I heard you name the want to shift directions and then hearing me come back to confusion and some resistance or a little bit of conflictual energy in your system. And then, and in my mind, as I was listening to you say that, I thought, yeah, but I was coming back to it and it dropped in. And then you heard that. You heard me talk about my family and talk about the feeling. Um, and what I felt in all of that was the nature of relationship and that just that, that, changing flow that sometimes two people are on the exact same page sometimes one that has stopped somewhere and the other one has kept going or gone in a different direction and just that energy of staying in relationship as we are each having two different experiences mm -hmm. and how um as you were describing it, I saw no conflict like I was happy to go in a different direction but I also really heard and felt as this like tenderness in me that you had a sense of conflict or, you know, not, not that it was even that strong, but a sense of, I want to go over here, but she's over here, you know, and it just felt mm. like very caring. Um, mm. And that wanting in that space, like, how do I stay? I don't know that this is true for you, but how do I stay connected mm. if she's here and I want to go mm. over here kind of thing? Mm. Yeah, I am feeling appreciation again for you. Um, and again, for where your system, where your mind wants to, where you want to go, like as soon as you started talking about the nature of this in, of, and, the, and the relational aspect of it, yeah, it's like a, a, a small but significant awe awe response of like oh yeah like you were shining a light on something that i in the moment i wasn't it was not in my consciousness once again and you just shone this light on it and what you're shining light on is like valuable so it's like oh the relationship part but even before that <laughs> there was this real excitement in me i got really excited because what you said about the sticks one it was a really beautiful image of like, you know, it's like really holding each one stick in your hand and honoring it. Um, it's, it's related to, to me grieving too. Like that is the formulation of like holding this thing in your hand or in your energy and honoring it for what it is and kind of putting it in its right place in a way um, that that is part of like a grieving experience to me. Like it's like looking at life or looking at an experience or looking at something and seeing it fully for what it is and kind of before and then that there's a fully letting it go and that's happening in every moment ideally we want to be embracing this moment being fully with it as it is and then so that we fully let it go and then we embrace the next moment and it's just this flow when you were talking about that 
that was exactly when you first brought it up in the, the in today that was exactly what how i was picturing it like oh all these sticks in the river and i was picturing if it were you know like oh how would that how would i be approaching that in in without hitting the button you know how would i be you know wanting to engage with that and it was almost exactly like that it's like just it's almost like this bubble goes around everything outside of anything but this one stick it's just like everything else goes away and it's just like this one thing and how can i how do i best attend to this thing right here oh it's not in its right place how do i take it pick it up with care notice it put it in its right place feel that experience of doing that and just be totally engaged in that moment with no awareness of the external in a way that i'm trying to do something no totally let go of the goal and be completely immersed in the moment in the experience and intimacy this phrase that was coming to me is like i feel this intimacy with all things not at all times but at times i feel an intimacy with all things and this is what it feels like with even as something as cleaning up something with each particle that you're cleaning there is there is an opportunity for an intimacy with that thing that you are attending to and ordering um, and connecting with. So it was, it was like this excitement, like, oh, you came back to the same vision I had, like that was the vision that I was seeing energetically initially. So I'm having um, maybe a version. It's like you were saying some things and I had a thought about it was related, but it was more like what you said sort of sent me in what feels like another direction. And so I feel my system pulling in that. And I think it has value. I think it'll be interesting. Right. But then I have a part that's aware Hmm. of like wanting to like, I guess what I'm hearing is like, want to hold myself back from going that direction to, I don't know what the word is, honor, name, name, the impact of, you know, of what you just spoke, even though Hmm. like, as soon as my system wants to go in a different direction, I'm like, it reminds me. So yesterday we did the holidays situation with, uh, with part of my family and the kids, they just, they get a present and they tear into it and they're like, where's my next present. Right. And people are like, look what I got, look what I got. And they're like, yeah, but does that one over there have my name on it? Does that one over there have my name on it? Like eventually the kids left and they came back, like after it was all done. And one of them walks up to my mom and says, did you find any more with my name on it? <laughs> then no, we didn't runs off just like, so, <laughs> uh, so um, amazing. Well, uh, yeah, I, I had something and it's, it's a real tangent. Um, I, it's related because you said something that made me think of it, but it's definitely a tangent. Um, and so uh, now that I've said that I have it, I don't necessarily have to share it. So I'm, I'm happy to, <laughs> Um, well, I, I want to, I'm curious about it. Um, I want, I think I want to name one thing that just popped up as we're kind of like where we are. And I love what you just brought forward about the, the present metaphor. <laughs> um, because what, here's the word that was coming up. It was, it was, in a, it was a consciousness in me that was looking at this moment and what's happening between you and I and what we're doing here. And it kind of sets off way back to what I was saying in the kind of meditative portion of like, it's 
co-exploration of consciousness. We are exploring the nature of consciousness in the moment as it's arising within you and within me. And we are noticing and navigating that consciousness together. Um, we're staying aware of, in order to do that, we have to stay in this thing called relationship, right? So we, we need to have, there's certain things that we need to, we need to be both quote unquote on the same page. We have to have what another book calls uh, mutual, um, mutual purpose. Right? Like, you know, this phrase that's very helpful for me, like, well, okay, we have to be on, you know, some, someone of the same track. Um, and there's different layers to how, what's our mutual purpose. But that I was like very aware, like, oh, that's what we're doing here. And, and I was thinking about that just as you were naming the thing about the, the present. And I was like, yeah, that's a perfect, like, we are, you're exploring consciousness. And so we are talking about like, these are things, these are repetitive things that come up in the nature of being human and being conscious as a human, that exact thing of like, Oh, where's the next shiny object? Where's the next shiny bubble? You know, I got to go run after that. Oh, where's the next present with my name on it? I got to go run after that. And we're back into this beautiful dance of, well, that we don't want to ignore that. That feels good. There's a reason, but we also don't want to get lost in it. So how do we ride the wave, right? Of like, there's this energy, this force of authentic interest and desire that your system wants to go over there. And there's, that's, there's life force in that. And there's something alive in that. And then how do we work with that? How do we kind of like, it's almost like there's this natural energy source that's in the room, but how do we work with it rather than like when take it, if we get taken over, we could lose connection, we could lose that sense of mutual purpose, or we can get, you know, get quote unquote taken away. How do we kind of harness that natural energy to continue to stay in presence in the moment? That's what's coming up for me. In this, yeah. mm -hmm. I feel um, a sense of like mystery and curiosity in what you're naming, like, I could say that part of me has some confusion, but it's not <laughs> really, <laughs> it's more like, it's like, it's like the, the happy side of the coin of confusion. It's more like curiosity. Mm. Like I don't fully understand this. And I have a lot of parts coming forward that have questions and that are like, is it this is how does this fit in? Right. So it doesn't feel, um, there's no, there's no fear or shame. It's just like, oh, like you opened up a map of a land I've never been to. And I'm like, oh, you know, and of course, I'm sure it's not that I've never been there, but maybe I've never looked at it from that particular vantage point. And um, that feels exciting. I'm noticing a kind of tentativeness inside me. Like, oh, yeah, just to like a wanting to walk a little carefully, not like Maybe it's around the sense of like flow or connection or understanding, like wanting to kind of tend to that in this moment. And there's an, a real openness to like your questions and, you know, like whatever is there around that. I'm still holding, I want to know the content you're about to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I want, so it was like, oh, I wanted to go there, but I wanted to, part of it, I wanted to go there within that frame of like, 
co-exploration of consciousness of what we're yes. what we're doing so i was kind of putting that frame out there before we went there but then putting the frame out there has brought up some questions confusion something in this moment to attend to so i'm like okay there's a there's some energy here now in the field that i'm like really caring for in this moment curious about i also have so there's a part that's like i want to hear the questions i want to hear the confusion i want to hear there's another part that's a little that's part of the tentativeness there's another part that's a little nervous about that. Well, I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this is this is something new, right? So there's a nervousness around like, oh, that, you know, this is, it's a thing I experience sometimes in certain sessions with certain clients where I'm like, we're really exploring consciousness in um, we're right on the wave. And I'm usually in the role of guide, I'm like guiding them into like, notice this about the nature of consciousness. Notice this about what happens if you allow these feelings and thoughts into the space and like notice what it's like. That's like you're guiding. It's like I'm guiding someone, teach, almost teaching them how to, to be in the water of consciousness and how to float in it and how to, look, you can do a backflip if you really want to stretch, you know, like whatever. Oh, look, a thought comes up. Oh yeah, let's notice that. What's that? Part? You know, like, and you're just floating. So it's like, I'm doing it in the moment right and that's this happens this is what happens to me between us when we're here it's like oh yeah i'm floating in this kind of soup of consciousness bubbling up and i'm noticing it reporting it to you seeing what happens inside you and we're just staying right on this wave together and we're we're trying to to stay connected stay in the moment stay in that while while incorporating what is arising and, and learning as we go too, it's a learning process. So we're learning together. It's like, you know, we're, you know, I guess the analogy of surfing is coming to mind. Not that I'm a big surfer. I've gone less than, I've gone single digit times in my life, but uh, you know, it's like, it's a practice, right? Like you, you're trying to get up on, the, you, you're trying to get up on the board and you try and you do that. And then you, you, oh, you do it for a little while. And okay, that's great. So it's kind of like that, right? It's like, we're in the consciousness and sometimes the wave comes and we could ride it for a while. And then sometimes it crashes down on this and like, Oh, wait, where are we? Oh, we're confused. I don't know. Let's, let's get back on the board. You know, you got your tether to your ankle, like, okay, let's, let's look for the next wave kind of thing. Yeah. You got a big smile on your face. So I'd love yeah. To yeah. Um, I just think it, it feels so, um, I feel like my, uh, I need a thesaurus, the word that's coming to me, which my system is not pleased with is it feels so neat. I'm like, neat? Really? That's <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I am, I'm delighting in like, what I feel like is happening here is, as you were sharing what that, what felt mysterious to me, I could feel in my system, what was coming forward was my headspace you know, my wanting to understand the, the questions, the, here's an example, how does this fit, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm taking a class mm -hmm. and I know there's value in that. And yet I wanted to just name it in a non-content way and not necessarily take off running in that direction mm -hmm. because that direction is so familiar to my system that in an experiential way, not in a content way, but in an experiential way, there's very little, not very little, that sounds judgmental, but mm -hmm. I feel like there's not as much to learn. There's so much familiarity in me going in the direction of content and using my brain to understand something that experientially I've done that my whole life. And so it's like, oh, I can just 
hold that as an option, but not necessarily choose it. And instead name that there's a mystery here, that there's maybe a new map, a new way. Um, and just sit in the possibility of that. And I can't, it's so strange right now. Content wise, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but experientially I'm like, there's something magic here. So it's like you naming consciousness. I can feel um, what it feels like if I were to make a picture, which I always do is you and I are sitting on the ground and we're watching and waiting for like a spring bulb to emerge in February, the little fur shoots of green, you know, we know, like I can feel there's something there and there's a feeling of like, there's no hurrying this. I mean, I could try, right. But then we bring back the red button. You know, if I could hit the button and make myself understand suddenly, would I choose it? No, no, I wouldn't. And, uh-huh. and then additionally sort of running beside that I'll name it. And then I'll see what, you know, what hits your system. I have two other things that are sort of floating with this and they don't feel separate from, but they feel like a part, a part of what's here, which is, I still have a curiosity. I don't think I named it before, but it's always been there since you said something, uh, a curiosity about, do you have a red button right now? Right. So you named that earlier, right? So I still have a part that's like, oh, you never answered that. Hmm. You know, does he have a, what would his answer be? Right. So there's some curiosity about that. And then the, the content piece that I had named earlier, not, not content, but the, it's actually something that happened in another recording that my system has felt unsettled about. And I had an experience that was similar a few rounds ago. That's what this is about. The, the direction change. It's not really a direction change because it's still about relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, oh, I bet we could talk about either of those things within this Mm -hmm. whatever that I still don't even really understand that you named earlier that I'm very curious about. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so many things are happening. (laughs) One, I, um, okay, so let's see if I could, if I could organize my (laughs) Um, so my manager is active, like, okay, so all these things popped up, all these little, you know, uh, little sprouts came up in the grass, right? Like, bing, 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 bing. Okay, wait, which one uh, first? Okay, and I don't want to lose the other two, but that's okay, because there'll always be more. It's all infinite. That's one thing we kind of like, oh, wow, this, this space, this field is infinite. There will always be more. So one thing that came up oh yeah i love the question of where would i hit the red button and i thought about it like really quickly and it came really quickly like you know it took like two seconds of just quiet like where would i hit the red button and it was like boom right there and i was like oh wow and it was not something i would have been aware of otherwise like i would have you know it's like i know it's something that's in my consciousness and i know it's something that like my parts have feelings about and they do, you know, but when you put it that really clearly, where would you hit the red button? They were like, oh yeah, there were parts that are like, that's where I would hit the red button. And it was like, oh, and what is there to look at that? Like, wow, that's really interesting. And then there was parts like, can I talk about that? It's a little personal. And mm-hmm. I, I think yes, but I don't know. Anyway, there, that's one flower that just came up in the field. Another was 
still this real interest in like where you were. I felt like you had something to share uh, the content piece maybe related to that, that I might've lost track of, but I heard in there that you were saying that was like, oh, I want to go there too. The third piece was, I, this one felt good too, when you were like, okay, you said you have this part of you that wants to learn from a very cognitive, like, let me ask questions. And, and then you were like, what if there's a different way to engage other than, like, you know, that track and it's not for you. It has not been part of this, like necessarily the kind of space we're entering into in this co-exploration of consciousness. It's kind of a little bit more, it's a part maybe more restricted in how it engages very gets closed. Okay. I got to answer these questions, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, what if I engage in a different way? And I, I felt that a little like, um, that was a great, like, what if question, but also like maybe excluding the energy of that part a little bit. And I was like, huh, what if it, what came up for me is like, what, what's, what if there's a middle way? You know, what if there's a way to do both engaging with the content of what that, the questions of that part, but engage with it at the level of this awareness of exploration of consciousness. Right. So that we are, yeah. When I said that, just, <laughs> I'm just laughing. Just, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's like a 500 level class. I don't know if I'm there yet. You're asking way too much of my system. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that brought up a laughter response. So I'm really curious about that because I could easily imagine, oh, that's a 500 level question that I don't know if I could answer could bring up some tension or fear, which is not what I see in your body. I see a kind of smiling. So yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Thank you for pointing that out. It's funny when I, when I have a response, it feels so, um, and maybe this is just the human way, right? It's like, well, how else would I have respond? Right. That there's a, there's a, such a deep level of, of course, that I don't even notice sometimes. So you pointing that out feels really like, um, I feel just, yeah, I, I have parts that are, are, clapping and, and laughing. Yeah. So as you were naming that there, were, there, there was a feeling in your system of like a, a divide that I was kind of creating, like I was sort of separating it off. What I felt was, and you sort of named this, but maybe this is different. It was like, I was, I was, what I felt like as I was sort of asking the part to step aside, mm -hmm. but there was still, even though I wasn't really conscious of it, there was a feeling in my system of the knowing that I have the skills that that part has used. Mm -hmm. And I still have access to those skills, but it's the part that I'm asking to maybe step over here and watch. Maybe the part can learn a new way as I learn a new way, but I still felt like I had access to that part's skill of I can ask questions. I can offer an example. So that felt like, oh, I already knew that, but I didn't say that. It didn't feel judgmental in my system. And yet simultaneously, I had a part that said, this is how we learn. We take the old way and we just have to have a period of time where we don't give ourselves access to that way, just so that we kind of, and I don't know that, that I agree with this part, right. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the part says, you know, and an example I can give where I know the first time that I was really conscious of the value of this way was in art school. When my mm. teacher, I was working with pastels and she said, I want you to take the black out of your color palette. 
And I want you to find, I was doing portraiture, find other ways of creating the black in the middle of the eye or the, the mm. nostril or where the lips meet, use other colors, use brown or dark blue or, you know, and, and I just, it, and, and I was just like, I knew that I was going to be able to bring the black back in, but I knew I'd never have the same relationship with it again. I knew that it would, mm. it would be a, it would be a tool rather than a shorthand, rather than a, just a go-to, um, like a, I guess that makes, does that make sense? Like rather oh, totally. than the shortcut. So there's something in my system that there's probably some judgment in that, but there's also like a, a, the wisdom, the knowing yeah. that this part gets to just stand back. And if it really needs to come in, that's fine. But it's even, it's like, well, how else are you going to do it? <sighs> that's so cool. Well, so yeah, what, uh, what is that so cool inside me? What is that? What is happening? Yeah, there was a little bit of like a pattern interrupt inside me because like, yeah, there was a little like, okay, I, my part said, oh, I want to, let's see if there's a middle way. Like I, like I see something, right? Like I see a path, right? I, I feel I'm in touch with some inner sense of wisdom of like, oh, you know, something in me that has something to, you know, to look at and offer and like, oh, can, what, what if we go that way? And I can envision from that space and all that. Um, and so I was kind of in that frame, like, oh, you know, parts of me wanting to go in that way or something. I'm holding that lightly, but I was, I was in the field of consciousness, like that, yeah, that would be good kind of thing. And then when you spoke for that, it, it was like, oh, that is really interesting. Like the whole, take the black out of your palette, right? Like the whole, like, and doing that from this, I'm going to use the word self-led, but like it's, uh, which in, is an IFS jargon term. So I'm going to try and like not use too much jargon, but it's kind of coming from a little bit of a higher and caring and teaching consciousness. That's like, if you take something away just for an for this situation just here you're going to be able to learn something that you wouldn't be able to learn if you were relying on black to do this all the time you and you're going to force yourself to have this experience and there's an incredible wisdom in what you shared and it 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 challenges some aspects of me in certain ways in a way i really like because one one big aspect of for me being in flow with the world and with life and in my sessions is, is this energy of saying yes. Like I'm saying yes to whatever arises, say yes to whatever arises. So like something comes up in me, I say yes to it. Like, oh, what is that? Yes. And I may not believe it, what it believes, but I'm saying yes to it in the space. And that is like one of the major like secrets to life, right? Just say yes to what's arising and the, yeah. And then how do you hold discernment with that? Of course you still discern, but at some energetic level, you're saying yes to everything that arises in consciousness, everything that happens inside me, I'm saying yes to with some open heart, open-mindedness. And then here's a principle that's like, say, say, well, well, let's, let's take that away for a moment. Right. And I want to say yes to that. And because I'm saying yes to that, because I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, there is something of value there. Right. And there's something about the intention, like when we're, why we're saying, let's take this away. And you can consent to it. Like you could, you know, not, I'm going to give you a choice. You don't have to not take the black out of your palette, but I'm saying 
if you take, if you remove this option, if you say no to black in another way of looking at it, but this will, you, you can learn some, and that's really an amazing thing because it comes back to the red button for me, because the red button here in a way is, let's say you've got a bunch of pastels and you can hit the button and you can give yourself black, right? But if you don't hit the button and you just say, I don't have black, what can I do to, there's something for you to learn here about how to, how to work with color and how to engage with life and how to create essentially. So I'm going to stop here and my dog is getting my attention. Come here, shoes. <laughs> I pick you up, Ruth. I know you want to sit in my lap. I know. I love when you sit in my lap. <laughs> shoes. So it's see, now I'm laughing again because we're back to the 500 level class <laughs> where we're saying yes to no. <laughs> And my mind's like, oh, can I do this? <laughs> and I totally can, right? But I have a part that's like, everything got so much more complicated. Oh, yeah. But no, in a good way. I mean, it's not bad. It's more like, um, it feels more like, yeah. So, okay. So, gosh, there's, there's a whole thing happening in me that's like, um, <laughs> I love this space so much. <laughs> I just have to pause for a moment because I'm like, we got some really good balloons back there we can go back to, but here we are in a totally different space. We didn't see coming. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I really, in, in, in an experiential way, I know the value of limitation and I, I love, I have a really, okay. I have a part that has a really hard time with boundaries and, and what I mean by that is, let's say I wake up one day and I'm like, I'm not going to engage with my phone. But if I, if I want that to be a thing, I have to give myself a pretty hard boundary. Like I can't, and I don't even know what that word means, right? But I, I won't, I won't not engage with my phone unless I do something fairly dramatic, like turn it off and hide it in the closet. And it's not like I'm like, I can't use it. It's more like I can't not use it if I'm struggling with that. I'm just giving that as an example. So like, I'm going to give a couple of examples and, and okay. So as I say that I'm aware that that's a heady space. So I'm trying to kind of drop back in because I'm excited about all this. Maybe I'll start over. I, I do know the value in my system from an experiential place of creating a limiting a limited setting. So it's one of the reasons I like to go on a retreat. Mm. Certain options just aren't on the buffet. They're not available to me. And when that happens, I have a deepening experience with what is available. I like to, you know, when I go on a retreat, there's like pretty much only six things. I don't know, I'm making that number up, but it's like around six things that I can do. I can sleep, eat, journal, walk, read, or make art. That's six things. Mm. Yeah. There's only those things to do when I'm on a retreat. And by having, by creating a scenario where I've said no to so many things, I have a deepening experience within my own system, not with any of the doing of those six things, but for me at this point in my life, the limitation allows for expansion. 
It's like when I used to teach art classes, oftentimes I would start with, and sometimes the whole class would be this way, but I would start with a very limited exercise where they had like hardly any options. And then the creativity that comes out of the limitation is so much more mm -hmm. than if I had said, you have all the all art the supplies options. and all the books and all the options. And people just would be like, there's just, yeah, no depth or, yeah, I'm curious what you're. Well, um, a couple things, and this is feeling really good. Um, one, I was noticing like, after, just before you started talking, I noticed like, oh, I was getting a little tired, my energy. My physical mm. body energy, uh, mental energy, like came down a gear. Like I noticed that like, oh, okay. My mind started thinking about food <laughs> <laughs> and time. Like all those like body centered things were coming more into my consciousness. I becoming aware of like Kronos time and like, okay, how much, okay, maybe we should wrap up, you know? So I was sitting with that. That was like just right at the beginning. And then you started talking about your awareness of this kind of the power of, you know, kind of restraint or pulling things out of the environment. And um, there's a lot of resonance in me, like, oh yeah, like voices around agreeing in the, at the content level, thinking of examples and how I see that in writing and different creativity, like it's just so, this is such an important um, thing you're highlighting. And I really liked when you started talking about your retreat space, you know, I noticed already before today, you know, like there's been a part of me, the more I hear about your retreats, the more I like get really curious about them. And I get curious about the role they play in your consciousness and what it's that like for you. And I think about myself, I imagine myself on the retreat, like, how would that be for me? You know, like it just opens up a whole world. And when you were talking about okay, I have these six things and these are six. And I was like, this is so interesting. Like one, I was just really, really, really interested in what you were saying, feeling the value of it, like really wanted to explore it. Two, appreciative of you, like, man, Jess is so cool. Like, I just love your, con like um, coming back to the co-exploration of consciousness, like, oh gosh, I don't know if there's a person I'd rather do this with. Like, it's just so like, how you see the world and how you think about things and how you're able to articulate them and name them. It just brings me so much joy and curiosity. Like, I'm like, Oh, wow. I was immediately like comparing myself to that in my life. Like how I have those, like when I'm in a good state in my home, that's, that's kind of how I feel like this last weekend. I was just like, Oh, wow. I have like, I could play chess. You know, like I know these things I like to do and they all feel valuable and exploration to me. Like I could play chess, I could play music, I can meditate, I could read, you know, like, and it's, or I could eat or, you know, like that's what, and I'm like, I love all those things and I get to just, what do I want to do now? Okay, I want to do that. And so I was relating to that and connecting to that and really curious, like, and so there was also this like uh, meta awareness around the podcast, like, oh, this is, I like, want to like i don't want to engage with this at the end of this session which has been about the red button and all that like i like let's do like i would want to do a whole podcast on like you know justice retreat process or or either the retreat um and what like what that is about and what that's like because it just felt so valuable because like i don't know i hear and hear the words retreat a lot and you know you kind of like have this idea about it but like 
it's really great for you to just be able to break it down and talk about like what that is. I just felt so much value in that and wanting to explore it in myself and in you and wanting to give that more uh, focus, you know? Um, so like, almost like, Hey, what's bookmark. I want to come back to that. And at a meta level too, for you and I, like that I felt good today, like about how, like I just came in with some things like that I kind of was open to talking about and it just perfectly landed that something you brought up fit and just opened like a really cool door. And so my want for you is maybe like if you had a little list of things, you know, and maybe this is one of them, like retreats or, you know, pulling things out in creativity and what that means, you know, like, and uh, just to kind of put them on, just have them on, on the table if you're interested in talking about them. But I, I'm saying I would be very interested in kind of focusing on this in a future episode, just on the retreat process. Yeah, that feels really, really good. You started by naming the the sort of like awareness of uh, the downshift in your energy. And hearing that, I felt something in my system that simultaneously resonated. It was like, oh, I experienced that too, but I wasn't very conscious of it. It was coming in. And then a sadness, like a real like, Oh no, the party is almost over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not even sure if he wants the party to continue. That was the, that mm-hmm. was the, like, you know, the, the, the mm, side feeling or, or story that came along with it. It was like, Oh yeah, me too. And then it was like the sadness. So to hear you after you name that, and I was with that sadness in myself of like, he doesn't want to play anymore. He wants to go back to his own sandbox. <laughs> and then you named something that was quite the opposite of that. And that felt just so good. And I felt that part of me that's so young and doesn't really understand, doesn't really understand that you can go back to your own sandbox and we can still play later. Right. And I, so it didn't even help that sadness, even though, you know, parts of me were just smiling so big to hear you know, how much you value me in this space. And so I would love, love, love to talk about retreats. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, I tried talking to someone about this the other day and I couldn't find my language. I couldn't really believe that it was an interesting thing to talk about, even though it seemed so fascinating to me. And, and so to hear you bring that up is, is very yes in my system. The other thing that I would just sort of bookmark, and I'll, I'll sort of name it as a teaser, <laughs> that the red balloon, I don't know why it's red, but the balloon I've been carrying with the, uh, the thing I've wanted to talk about is that a, a couple of recordings ago, you gave me this lovely compliment and it was, it was just such a beautiful, like, gift and it made me incredibly uncomfortable and my response in the moment I just sort of reacted and I explained it away and ever since then I've been what was that that is so interesting and earlier in this recording you said something about something I said brought up awe in your system and as soon as you started talking, I just like went away. I was like, I came back probably seconds later, but I was like, I don't even know what he was talking about. Oh, there it is again. 
it's really hard. I guess we come back to the red button <laughs> that is like, it's hard to be seen. It, I have parts, you know, that are very ready to deflect and in their way, defend me against that. Um, and I find that really fascinating. So that was the other very much relational piece that I've been kind of walking with and wondering, you know, what is that? And not that we're going to figure it out in this space, but there was something in me that wanted to just name it, claim that that's my, my, you know, I, I, I wasn't in the space when it happened a couple of recordings ago to slow it down, but it's stuck. And I kind of was digesting it actually during my last retreat. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So that dovetails. It does. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a part that just loves when things overlap like that and dovetail. And it's interesting when you started talking about that part of you that was like, oh, Frank doesn't want to play with me anymore or something like that, right? I just felt, and I could hear you, but and uh, as separate from that part and you speaking for that. And I could feel her in the room and I, my, I just felt this like surge of warmth in my heart and it's still here, you know, and I was like feeling it. And I was like, just this like warmth and tenderness towards directly towards that part of you. And as I say that, I kind of know, like, then it's also a part of me, right? Like uh, it's all parts of me here too with you. So I, you know, there's some resonance like that. There's a part of me that feels that too. I know what that feels like. And so there was such a heart tenderness and I really wanted to express it. And then you were like, oh, I'm going to go on a little bit. You said that and then went on to part two, which was really important too. And so it was like, there was a little like moment of like, oh, how do I, um, I have this thing in my heart. I feel this care and tenderness. I want to hear what Jess is saying now too. Let me, and I was like, well, I'm just going to stay here in my heart. I'm just going to stay um, and hear what you were sharing from there. And then it was like, even mm. more so like, this is like real oh yeah, I know the places of not wanting to be seen. And there was a tiny bit of, a tiny bit of sadness of like, oh, that it, it, you, you know, your system couldn't fully receive it totally, but it was only like a tiny bit of sad. It was a little sadness, but it was mostly like, I was aware of that say yes moment. Like, mm -hmm. and it, it felt important for me to highlight that because of the, my teacher wants to highlight it because it's so habitual for us to be like, oh, you couldn't accept some care. That's not good. That's bad. You know, you couldn't accept the compliment. That's bad. You know, it's so easy to slip into dualizing around that. Right. And I've, it's become so natural for me that often I don't need to say I'm not like that. I'm saying yes. So that like, it's just so natural that like you say, oh, I, I couldn't take that in for me to go. Oh yeah. You couldn't take it. Right. You know, and just, come closer and just be right. Just say yes to that. Like, yes, that couldn't take it in. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, like it's hard, you know, it's, it's a little like mind tricky, but like in the heart, it's just, yes. Like to whatever is like, yeah, I'm just embracing, just embracing. And so I was just noticing that, um, felt it would be helpful to, uh, I think that's part of my, my growth challenge. There's so many things I've learned that now I've become, automatic to me that to my system they don't feel like that moment doesn't feel important to me now because it's just something i've learned to do right like once you know how to ride the bike 
you know, you ride the bike, you know, and until someone is like, wait, how do you ride the bike that you go, oh, okay, let me break the, you know, let me slow this down and say, this is what's happening. So it's gotten to that point of like saying yes and opening my heart to that is uh, automatic almost, or, you know, you know, it's just natural, but I can know this like, oh, that was not always the case. And I know those old states of mind that could easily problemize like, oh, that's a problem. Not being able to accept, a, you know, caring responses, you know, we don't want that. Let's, let's fix that with care. But, you know, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's what, what's happening for me. One is everything you're saying, I'm applying the red button idea of, mm. oh, if I could have suddenly taken that fully into my system in that moment, would I have hit the red button? Or even in my memory, would I go mm. back and hit it? Right. And then I get really curious about like, not so much going back to apologize or to lament or to feel regret, but rather to say this stuck in my system. And, and what I mean by that is it was still digesting. I, I, mm. I, you know, I couldn't quite fully something in the moment and it was just taking longer. And, and yes, there was a feeling of regret in a, a part of me that's like, oh, mm -hmm. he gave me this gift and I couldn't receive it. You know, I, I want him to know that I know that I couldn't receive it, you know, and, but I, but I still know that it was this beautiful gift, even if I had to hand it back to him in a, in, in sort of like a wrapped up in like a newspaper or something, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. only hand it back to you, but I handed it back to you awkwardly. <laughs> so beautiful. It is. Like, it it is. really is so beautiful. Like this moment is just so beautiful. <laughs> Uh, to me you know like you being like oh, I couldn't take the you know like here's the awkward wrapping and you're giving it back to me you know and it just feels like not giving it back like I don't want it but like you're you, it feels like the deepest form of receiving right now yes because yes. it's real like you're 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 giving me the truth of how you received it right? that's right and, and that that's is right the that that like I feels like whatever, that's the only thing I could want back in truth. Yes, that, and that was sort of in some ways what I came to in my retreat was I, I guess I wanted to name that it was so much more than maybe what the recording captured. It was like, we're going along, we're making this recording. And there was this place along the way that dropped, like, I, I feel like it was like a, a well of processing and parts and understanding. And part of me was like, I felt like I wanted to re, you know, I wanted to go back and name that this, this looked like the recording, right? That's looked like what, what happened, but really there was so much more that happened in that moment and, um, mm. and to notice it in a way happening again. Oh, something happens in my system when, when someone sees something in me, I don't even know how to name it anyway. Yeah. There's still a discomfort and it, it was like, um, just wanting to give my own system permission to slow down and to, to name that that's an energy here. Anyway, we can talk about it more next time. I suppose part of me is like, and what's the, yeah. also I have a part like, what's, what was the compliment? What was, what did I say? Um, let's see if I can even remember. Um, gosh. Um, I don't I know if I remember. I have to go. So yeah. Yeah. So do I, um, I don't, okay. I'll have to, maybe we can bring that up next time. So um so let's take a moment just to 
just to say goodbye to everyone. I um, take a breath or two. Thank you for coming along on this journey today. Uh, you, Jess, but you, the listener. Um, and I really hope you have even any uh, fraction of the joy at exploring your own consciousness as this is happening, um, your own state of being that I do in, in practicing this. And there's so much joy at exploring the nature of consciousness, especially with um, an, uh, an other like you, Jess, it's just so much joy to explore consciousness with. Um, so feeling so much appreciation um, and, yeah, <laughs> and just re recapping like the red button, getting to explore that. Um, and then, a, uh, I guess a little foreshadowing about maybe talking about retreats and uh, creative limitation in the future. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel so um, just full of gratitude and excitement for a future, you know, just continuing along with this. It's it's a wonderful space. And, and yeah, I hope that the listener is getting even a little bit, uh, if, if not more of what we're experiencing here. It's amazing. See you next time.